Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? How are we doing, fellas? We've had a couple weeks off. Uh, voluntary mini camps are just starting soon, so I figured it's about time for us to get back together. Do it. Yeah, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about the draft. Um, I just want to preface this whole thing. I had some orthodontic work done, so I'm, I'm a bit lispy. I have a bit of a lisp, so uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to work on it, and I hope it doesn't annoy you too much. Orthodontic work in in what way? Why don't you, why don't you fill them in? Once uh, I got I got braces put on. <laughs> I'm I'm an old guy, but I shouldn't. I I waited too long, and I got some braces put on my teeth. So they got this fucking thing in the middle of my mouth that that um, is interfering with my tongue. So I can't really say uh, ch words that well. Uh, I'll do. I'll do Sounds the best. Fine, don't worry. Do the best fine. I can. Is this your first time with braces? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. You know, I finally have the money to do it, so I was like, you know, let's just go ahead and do it. That's so. why you got to take care of that on your parents' dime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're I a know. teenager, like, no hey. shit, huh? Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, totally sound fine. We will get into all the the ins and outs of of uh, our draft preparation, everything that we're seeing. Goddamn, the Patriots rumor mill is flying right now for the first round everybody is all over the place for what they're going to do we will get into that but first i just want to take take care of uh of our boy julian edelman he he, uh evidently failed a physical gets cut by the patriots and i'm like oh man it's happening they're gonna do this they're actually gonna boot him out of town yeah very shortly afterwards retires we find out that this makes him eligible for certain veteran benefits because he failed a physical, which led to a retirement, which is great that that uh, that worked out for him. But just taking a second to be like, Jules. Jules was the man. Jules was the absolute man on yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. Just a hell of a football player. Kind of, you know, your classic, what they think of a Patriots story. You know, guy wasn't expect, you know, quarterback out of the sixth round. Doesn't, you don't expect much from him. Falls and Wes Welker's footsteps learn from learns from the best plays with Brady, and ends up just just becoming a hell of a football player, uh, more than just a receiver for you guys, for us Patriots. Ended up stringing a lot of successful seasons together. Playoffs where his you know where he was in the spotlight and he owned. He made some humongous catches, and you you see the difference between what making that last catch of the season versus not making it. Uh, does for your team three championships with you know the Brady to Edelman connection. I mean, and he had a couple. He had like six years here where he was outside injury, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's a seventh round pick to look back in his career at what at what he did coming out of Kent State as a quarterback transition transitioning to wide receiver. I think I said um, six round pick. He was seventh. Six or seven? Yeah, seven. He was. Se- I don't remember. I thought I said seven. Um, anyway, coming out of Kent State as a quarterback, transitioning to wide receiver, um, just the amount of um, big plays he made, playoff performances, um, just the, the toughest guy, and probably the best attitude for an offensive weapon that we've had 
Yeah. You know, just you, you, you hear the mic on the sidelines, like you're too old, you know, to Brady and just that whole dynamic he had with Brady. Um, what can you say about the guy? I mean, he gave his heart and soul to the Pats. He gave his body to the Pats to the point where he can't play anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, and a funny guy, a good guy, someone you would you would want to hang out with outside of football. Um, you know, I can't say enough about Jules, and um, I wish him the best in his next endeavor, which apparently is going to be commentating or, or doing some uh, something for Inside the NFL on Showtime. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so that that's great. He'll be good to listen to, and um, I might get Showtime just to uh, just to check that out. You know, just to tune in. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan, you are your beard brothers with Jules right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just had that that mentality that was like, uh, and I was just re. Somebody posted his uh, scouting report, the highlights from his scouting report from the Patriots from 2008, leading up to his draft in 2009, and it was like the hardest worker. the The coach has never seen anybody that's more into football, and you you just saw that throughout his career. And I was just thinking about it, like in 2009 when he was a rookie seventh round pick. I remember he returned a punt for a touchdown in preseason. JJ, you, you and I were probably watching that game together. And mm-hmm. then, uh, he took over for Wes Welker, who was benched for two weeks to start that season because of his foot comments. And then two years later, he's playing defensive back on a team that went to the Super Bowl. This is Julian Edelman I'm talking about. Yeah, two yeah. years after that. Wes Welker goes to Denver to be part of Peyton Manning's offense and Jules takes over and actually becomes a full-time offensive player for the first time at like age 27. Goes for 100 catches in 2013. That was that Aaron Dobson. Uh, Danny Amendola was injured throughout that season. They still go to the AFC Championship game and so much of that was dependent on Jules. And then the year after, he had one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Third and 14 in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. He catches it across the middle, takes one of the biggest shots you're ever going to see, spins out of it, scrambles for the first down, totally concussed, keeps playing. Uh, so many people, like, immediately it became the Hall of Fame debate and 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 this and that. And I, will, I just, I don't even think about that. He's clearly a Patriots Hall of Famer. That's really what I care about. And then... Uh, but you you lay his stats up against other people's stats and they're they're not good. It's because he was only a full time player offensively for six years. Mm-hmm. But if you put it at a per season production rate, he's good. He's not he's not elite. He's not a Hall of Famer by any stretch. What? We're getting James. some weird fucking feedback. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. You. Sound. You... I don't know. Are you getting like whoop 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 those things? Yeah, exa- yeah. Was that me? Might be you, right. Your your audio changed. Doesn't sound as good. That was me. That click clack. What about now? Is it, is it still there? It's still uh, there. It doesn't sound very good though. Is it? Is it I wonder if it's me. It, it's got to be me, right? Hello. I don't hear it there. Ready? You hear it? Um, uh, I would have to hear. Rye say something. But no, we were getting... I was hearing it after you, though. It was almost like an echo through his thing. Okay. You sound good now. You Keep talking. Talk like you were talking before. I think it's only the two of us on this call right now. Oh, did he leave? He might have bounced. And he's back in. Hello? Hello. Definitely echo. 
Now there's an echo. Wait, you sound better. Right, what if you try this? Can you turn the microphone, not use the microphone on your headset and use the one from the computer, but keep your headphones on? I bet you could do that. You're muted. I can't hear you. What about now? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep, we can hear you. Is there an echo or anything like that? Let's try. How about now, James? I don't hear any echo from your side. Hello. Hello. I think we're good. Sounds perfect. Okay. Way better. These aren't doing basically nothing. Really. I don't yeah. know about Martin. Okay. Let me just jump back in. I'll just start the recording again. We good? Yep. Yeah. Oh, now I got the echo. I guess you have to keep them on, right? <laughs> and then where's the sound coming from? I don't know, man. <laughs> is it in? Is it going through your headphones? Can no, you hear us? I got nothing. Hang on, let me turn it down a little bit. Maybe that's the problem. Is anyone there? Wow, yeah, you. So I don't know what the fuck you're, is going on there, but that fixed it. It's good now. I turned it down, that's all. Oh, okay. Maybe well, when you it. took your headphones on and put them on, that made a difference, too. Let me try it with the audio on the headphones. Hang on. Alright, is there echo? Hello. Hello. I don't think so. No no echo? No, this sounds pretty clean to me. Yeah, hello, JJ. this is JJ. One, two, three, testing, testing. You, you guys sound good to me the whole time. Yeah, no, James. That's, that's, I think what? you sound the worst now, James. <laughs> I sound the worst now? Yeah, I think you're now in third place. Well, all right. Well, fair enough. I assume that I'm, <laughs> I'm in the I top two. I can up my game if I needed to, Sean, but okay. I don't want to. Fair enough. All right, that's great. You, uh, Granny, you know what the hell you were saying? I said something about uh, not elite numbers, Hall of Fame elite numbers. It, no, yeah, the last thing you said was that he never, because um, he started when he was 27, he never really had that many years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. But the the playoff performances that he was able to produce and and what he he did on the biggest stages, I mean the double pass against the Ravens. One of the things that doesn't get brought up is the Pats won a Super Bowl without Gronkowski. That 2016 Falcons comeback, they never won one in the second stretch without Edelman. He's massively right. important. What he did in the kick return game was huge for a good stretch of his career. He held the record, the all-time record, NFL history record for average punt return yards per punt return. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a he dangerous was... position too, you know. Yeah. Punt returns one of the most dangerous things you can do. And it just speaks to his toughness and you listen to some of the comments Bill Belichick had about him. And it's just like he, he saying he's come the furthest of uh, anybody he's drafted, you know, from where he where he started to where he finished. Um, it's impressive, you know, and, you know, a lot of that kind of points to his upbringing, you know, uh, how his how his father pushed him. And, you know, I don't know if you guys watched that J.E. 11 or Jules documentary, um, but the guy worked the guy worked his tail off and. He gave everything to this organization, and I, I'm really happy to see him go out as a Patriot, and I have nothing but respect for him, and, I, and you know, it's just good to see him um, go out like that, you know? Look yeah. at the, the difference his body has has changed in 10 years with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. he's ripped. He he's is ripped. shredded right now, yeah. and you, you go back to when he was a rookie, even three years in the league, usually three years in the league, that's pretty much your physique until you get fat and old. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, he hit a different level around like 2015, 16, uh, kind of coincided with the suspension, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I was, you know, I think 
the thing Jules is the epitome of like a guy who's got some talent, but like I don't think ever at any life point in his life was probably considered like an absolute freak. You know, like all the, some of these receivers that have come across. You know, he's, he's never like a Julio Jones. It's like, well, that guy's just going to be unbelievable no matter what, and, or an AJ Green or anything. Uh, he was just the dude that worked, like you guys just said, worked his freaking tail off to get to the best. That's why it took him, you know, four years of bouncing around in the league to, or, you know, really get um, a lot of time on the field and a lot of production and everything. And he showed that if you do put in the work and you, you know, really, really study everything, you can, you can be successful in the NFL if you want to put your body on the line. So got to believe. You got to believe. He earned believe you're in that opportunity you know and it was it's great to see him retire as a lifetime patriot you know there's really not a lot of those if you think about it and for a guy who won three super bowls with us and was so instrumental there uh it's cool it's cool that he finished you know as a as a patriot and you know hopefully he doesn't go anywhere else so we can say yep one place and that was it isn't that nuts that's that's a very short list even Tom Brady went somewhere Very else. Short I mean, list. Vince Wilfork, yeah. Logan Mankins, people go elsewhere. Ty Law. It's like Matt Light was an only Patriot. Mm-hmm. Is that Logan I, Mankins? Logan Richard Mankins got Seymour. traded. They all yep. got, they left. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. many of those guys. Uh, like Patrick, at least, especially that were left. like really good. You know, like yeah. really, uh, you know, huge different makers on the field to stay there that long. Yeah. Like you said, Matt Light. Like Gerard Mayo, I don't think ever went anywhere. He didn't. Hightower, McCordy. I mean, there's, there's, there's time on those. Still time on. You're right. There's exactly. There's still time on those guys. So you never know. So. Okay. All right. That was a nice trip down memory lane. Let's let's jump into some of the news that's happened since we were last on here. The biggest thing I believe that has happened in terms of movement around the league, Sam Darnold traded from the Jets to Carolina. Carolina spent big money last year, $33 million guaranteed shelled out to Teddy Bridgewater to be their quarterback. He was eh last year, so they decided, you know what, let's ship a six-rounder this year, a two and a four in 2022. Let's see if Sam Darnold can get, get it together for this season. He's under contract for one year. They may have exercised his fifth-year option. I'm not sure on that, but really it's a one-year tryout for Sam Darnold. So now the Jets are 1,000% taking a quarterback at two, which we basically already knew. Uh, And it turns out that Carolina might be out of the quarterback shuffle for right now. Any any thoughts? Was was this a more reasonable paycheck to to dish out for Darnold at this point? On both sides? I mean, do you think – I think it makes sense for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – was expecting the Jets to get rid of him. I mean, it also uh, pretty much solidifies them as taking quarterback number two. I would have probably held on to him. I mean, they've gone through so many freaking quarterbacks over there and for the Jets that it's like, hey, maybe it's not just a quarterback. You've got a lot of other problems you got to take care of. And Darnold can play. We've seen him make some really good throws. His highlights are not that bad. Actually pretty good. Um, Carolina... I think it was smart for them to do something besides Teddy. Just like you said, he was okay last year. I think it really starts to might throw a little wrench into, you know, everyone thought that at first it was like, there's going to be two or three quarterbacks in the top 10. Then it went to five and it's been, there's going to be, and I'm sure we're going to get more into this soon. um, There's going to be five quarterbacks in the top 10. That's what's going to happen. And now I'm thinking, you know, with Carolina making that move there, 
you know, Miami, people were talking about a quarterback and they're talking about trading back from six. It's It starts throwing, hey, you know, you might have one or two guys fall out of the top ten. Might only be three or four people, you know, quarterbacks in the top ten there. So I think that's pretty cool. We'll see what happens. Right. I think the big, the big point from this as a Patriots fan is the Panthers are out of the QB market. You know, and, I, you know, they have Bridgewater. I expect Bridgewater to probably get traded. Um, maybe the Broncos, we'll see. I, I have no idea. But now they're carrying two legitimate, I would say, quarterback, NFL quarterbacks <clears throat> to some degree. I don't think either of them are great. But um, I always kind of counted on the, Jet, uh, the Jets picking a quarterback at number two. Um, and now it takes one other team that's picking eight out of the equation. Maybe that helps the Patriots in some way. Uh, maybe the Patriots can trade up for that eighth pick. I, I don't know. But um, in that way, I see it as good. I don't think it really moves the needle for either one of the franchises. I think the biggest thing that's happened since we've last been on was in, in terms of maybe implications towards the Patriots was was the Dolphins movement. Um, they traded down and then traded back up for six and in the mm-hmm. process accumulated, I think, two more first round picks. Um one more first-round pick, and then a bunch of other picks later on. They, um, they had to give one up to move back up to six. Okay. So they picked up two to go from three to 12, two mm-hmm. firsts and a third, and then they had to give up one of their firsts to move back up to six. Right, with the San Francisco 49ers, that moved right. up to three. And I think that might – I don't know if we were on since then. Yeah, were we, we covered that one. We, we did cover that one. Okay, so I think that potentially – changes things but i still don't see that the dolphins at six taking a quarterback so um i think that's all where we kind of want to go is get a quarterback right the three of us um mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll see what happens i mean i still think that the market is wide open the patriots would have to give up something good to i think get the guy they want um unless they get very lucky yeah i think it, it helps the patriots out from the the standpoint that i don't know I, I I know for a fact, <laughs> based on nothing, based on conjecture, that Carolina is not moving up for a quarterback now after yeah. trading assets for Sam Darnold. They might still take one, or they might move back. Uh, my hunch is that they're going to move back to try to recoup some of the assets that they gave up for this. Uh, but I don't think that they're going to be moving up beat beyond number eight overall where they stand right now to take a quarterback so if somebody wanted to get up to the eight spot or even the seven spot where detroit sits they could have their pick potentially at a quarterback depending on what happens with atlanta at four um but i mean we're basically talking about the draft right now we might as well just move straight into it Mm -hmm. yeah as it stands right now trevor lawrence kyle wilson like there's effectively no debate that those are those guys are going one two yeah the only question i have looking at this do either of you disagree with that draft order i know chris sims does yeah i mean i personally don't i think lawrence has been the number one all along but uh you know people like ryan over there love zach wilson they've watched a lot of tape on him i wouldn't be surprised if jacksonville took zach wilson over trevor lawrence i would be stunned stunned i think that would be an absolute nightmare from a PR perspective if if he wasn't good. I think you have to take Trevor Lawrence at number one. You have to. Um, he's consensus number one. Um, number two, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Take Zach Wilson. Um, number Jeez. three is where it gets a, where it's 
gets a yep. little iffy. I think they have to take Justin Fields there. Um, taking Mac Jones there. I'm sorry, that's an overdraft. That's just an overdraft. That's that's all it is. Um, have you guys he might seen be a good the, player at the next have you level? Seen, but have you seen I, the picture of Mac Jones without his shirt on? <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. hideous. It's worse than it's way worse than Brady. <laughs> all right, it's he's, amazing. He's legitimately fat, you know. And I don't want to shit on him because I think he has a chance to be a really good quarterback at the next level. But you got to take some pride in in your um, physical appearance, man. That's yeah. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fly, man. You you show up to camp like that, guys are gonna be like, "What the fuck is this guy?" You know. But he could throw a nice ball. He's got a good pocket presence. And the way I see it for the Patriots, there's three legitimate chances. You might have to move up to make this happen, but you have potentially, in this order, you you could possibly get Fields, Lance, or Jones. Those are the three guys that. I really think they should target, but you might have to pay for it, you know? And that's that's whether or not they want to move up and, and make that happen. There's a chance Mac Jones falls to him. The other two guys are not falling to you. Yeah, yeah. It, it could happen either way there. I just want to point out real quick, just to jump back to the Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Wilson. Kyle Wilson. Zach uh, Wilson. Play, Zach Wilson. Excuse me. Kyle Wilson's a cornerback from Boise State. Same conference. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But I, I only watched one Zach Wilson game this fall. I remember watching him. I have a note in my phone from 2019 and being like, this kid's pretty good. Uh, he's a little Mayfield-esque. And then I only watched him against Coastal Carolina. Oh, uh, no. It was the worst game he played It was all bad. Year. I don't, don't worry. I went back and I rewatched that game and three additional ones. And even in that game, he looks tremendous. There were a bunch of drop passes, a bunch of times he was just just hurried out of his, out of his mind. But he looks terrific. He looks like he's super talented. However, Trevor Lawrence, 6'6", 220, started from uh, his freshman season at Clemson, a team that was at the national championship the season before. They benched their quarterback from the national championship game in order to start a true freshman. He leads them to an undefeated season national championship that year. He's lost yeah. two games in his entire collegiate career, both of them in the college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's he's a born winner. He's got everything you want from a quarterback. If you overthink number one, you're, you're, you're gonna, absolutely yeah. shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It's Trevor Lawrence, hands down. And then it's, hasn't hasn't there been like stuff where like Jacksonville's already kind of said they're going to draft him though? Urban, yeah, Urban Meyer basically said that's the direction we're leaning in, which means yeah, we're going to take him. And that then there's like stuff with the joke. fans and him, and like it's like seems like it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal at one and two at three. Most people are thinking Mac Jones. Vegas thinks it's Mac Jones. I can't believe that. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I it's I think it's Justin Fields. I really do. I can't see them moving up that high to get him. Mac Jones. I can't either. I mean, it's like wasn't he the fifth guy until San Francisco moved up and they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take him over the other two guys. Most people had him fifth. Yeah. Right. The yeah, I, mean, I I watched Mac Jones film and. I started with the Georgia game, and it was basically the same thing as Zach Wilson, where it was his worst performance, definitely. He threw for over 400 yards, mind you. But so much of that was being bailed out by Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, and it was just like he he looked uncomfortable in the whole thing. And then I watched a number of other games, and he his pocket movement is pristine. He Good. moves oh, yeah. around really, yeah. really well in the pocket, super comfortable there. Uh, a lot of that comfort, I'm sure, comes from having 
five guys on your offensive line that are always better than whoever's on the other side, <laughs> which yeah. comes with playing at Alabama. But yeah. also there, there's something to be said about Mac Jones where he was recruited to be the starting quarterback at Kentucky. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Alabama and I'm, I'm going to forego that, that clear path to being a starter. And I'm going to sit by time and I'm going to earn my playing time. Yeah. And he did. And, and, he, and he excelled. And even this year, he earned playing time over, I think, one of the top recruits in the country. I forget his name. doesn't come to mind right off the bat. But he's um, he beat out one of the top recruits for quarterback in the country to play this year. And you look at his mechanics, and, and they're, they're really good. Um, his footwork's good. He moves up in the pocket. He's got good pocket presence. He throws a really pretty ball, really catchable ball, which is, you know, mm-hmm. is, 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 I think, underrated. And... Um, you know, he does a lot of good things, man. I just don't know that the athleticism, the way he takes care of his body, um, translates to being taken that high in the draft. Um, I have concerns. And, and it's also concerning the offense he played on. It's hard to rate an Alabama quarterback that high because the guys he's surrounded with are oh, literally like all first, second, third round talent. Um, some top 10 talent and it, it's hard to get a read you know you watch aj mccarron and and tua and all these guys that have come out and and you, when you see him against comparable talent you you think what's the big deal and um, i think you know he kind of falls into that grouping where it's like do i want to take away from this guy because of the guys that are around him or, or not no I, I have a question i have a question for you guys yeah if tua had the rookie season that Justin Herbert did. Where does Mac Jones rank? Is he still number five in this class for quarterbacks, or does he jump up, up, and up? I think he's a little. I think I think that might have an influence. I broke up completely. Yeah, you did. Sorry. Why'd you break up with us? The if Tua came into yeah. the NFL and lit it up, absolutely lit it up. Where does that yeah. change your your feelings on Mac Jones? Because when I look at when this is what I was thinking when Kyler Murray came out, and I go, if if Baker Mayfield came into the NFL and he he took a big shit, then there's no way Kyler Murray is the number one overall pick. There's just no way he came out of the same offense. He's got the same height concerns, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Meanwhile, Ohio State Dwayne Haskins comes out. He flames out of Washington less than two years. It seems to be working his way down draft boards, according to what the media says, which you never know. It only takes one team to draft you. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. Meanwhile, Alabama, all the guys, when you ask them who was the better quarterback, Tua or Mac Jones, unanimous, it's Mac Jones. Now, what's their motivation? I don't know. Tua's already been drafted. He's got right. a paycheck, yada, yada, yada. But you look at Tua played with Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Those were his skill players. Yeah. <laughs> Najee Harris. Joke. Uh, Mac Jones played with half of those. So, I mean, it, they're all still first-round picks. But if Tua went into the NFL and lit it on fire, then everybody would be like, oh, yeah, then give me the next Alabama quarterback. Right. But since Tua had a, a mixed review first season, then some people are like, you know what? Maybe it was because of the weapons. You look at Mac Jones, maybe it was because of the weapons. So, that's that's my question, is if Tua lit it up, yeah. is Mac Jones a top three pick, hands down? Uh, it's a tough it's a tough argument to make. I don't know. I think you you still want to judge things for how you see him. 
on the field as opposed to like how this guy performs at the next level. Uh, college is different in the, in the way that, um, you know, Tua can move probably a little bit better, I think, than Mac Jones. Mac Jones has a different skill set. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. It's a good question, you know? It's it's tough. And yeah. I, I think Tua, I think Mac Jones is a better prospect than Tua. I think Mac Jones is a better prospect. I mean, I... Given the pocket presence. Tua, when he right. first started going, I thought he was going to be, like, the best but he was short and then he got the hip injury and it was like okay and he's still kind of dealing with that and it almost seems like whatever happened to his hip injury kind of went into the nfl and he didn't want to get hit so i don't know if mac jones has a lot of that or not but you know if Tua lit it up yeah i'd say mac jones probably be more um you know touted he wouldn't be like between three and five he would be number three you know what i mean and isn't isn't that dumb? That's somebody that's Stupid. not Yeah, you're you. basing it off something that has nothing to do with you. But on the flip side, right. he also, his two receivers are top 10 picks this year, which I don't know. Has that ever happened? Well, I mean, uh, Tua had both of those receivers and additionally two first rounders last year. I know, but these guys are two top 10 guys. This is a year Devontae later. Devontae Smith is not going to the top 10. You don't like, think I so? Will gar- I will guarantee you right I now. I think he goes to the Lions at nine. No way. Where are the Lions? Well, oh, the yeah. line? No, wait. Lines are at seven. Lines are at nine? They're at seven. Seven. Lines are at seven? I think they were at nine. Oh. Nine's mixed up. Yeah. I could see him going top ten. I could. I, I, I don't think he goes ahead. I, mean, I don't think he quite, goes ahead of Jamar Chase. Now that he weighed but... 160, yeah, you're right. He could fall now. Let's jump into the pass catchers here. Let's okay. jump into them. Because this is a fun group. It's super fun. And because uh, it, it's Kyle Pitts at tight end. A slash receiver. Mm-hmm. I heard him. I saw a great comp today c- comparing him to Plaxico Burris. If we want to go real back into really? the the draft, well, Plaxico, mm-hmm. he's 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 beefier. But those guys he's are definitely six, five, six six. Yeah. Um, and then you got Jamar Chase, who sat out twenty twenty, and Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. I just had to think for a second if it was twenty twenty. But can I just talk to you a bit about tight ends in the first round? Sure. Mm-hmm. Because it is horrendous. It's not good. Horrendous. It's so bad. Real Especially bad the physical freak tight ends. Not good. Those guys are almost universally bad. Almost mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, we, we can work our way from now until backwards. I just want to point out the first round picks, not the, the top um, tight end taken each year. 2019, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Hawkinson's pretty good. Fant's eh, and uh, neither now, one Fant, of them. Fant's really... been pretty decent, to be to be fair. Fant's been pretty good in, in Denver. Um, he was on my fantasy team, and I was not impressed. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What else you got? All right. That okay. Was like the well, Hawkinson's been gonna, very. Thought good. they were going to be good too. Hawkinson has been good, but has he been worth the tenth overall pick? God. For a tight end. Tenth overall pick doesn't year? doesn't discriminate. Yeah, on what I think so. I think. If you take TJ Hawkinson, what do you have? Um, 720 yards and six touchdowns in his second year. Tight ends do not produce historically in their first season. It takes till their second season All right. before, before they start to pop. Season. For his second season to have 700 yards and six touchdowns, I like TJ. He was more of, I feel like, pretty unanimous. Well, unanimous, he, everyone thought he was nasty. If you go in the top ten, everyone thinks you're going to be right. great. Okay. Right. Well, I think they both went to the same school, too. They right? did. They both went to Iowa. 
yeah, it doesn't doesn't change the fact that they both went in the first round of the NFL. Right. right. So what do we got? Okay. Next, 2018, Hayden Hurst fail. Terrible. 2017, OJ Howard, Ooh. also a guy universally beloved. Yeah, that couldn't that believe one he was... fell to 19. What? When did he go? 19. He fell to 19, but a guy that has not been good. He's the third best tight end on his team. Still, still next, like a player I would want on my team, though. But he's not good right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah. hasn't really played. He's played. He's played enough to know that he's not good. Okay. I think as we get further back from right now, you're going to realize that these guys aren't good. I for Okay. Evan Ingram, David Njoku. Ingram's okay. Doesn't block anybody. We already knew that. Njoku can't play. Yeah. I, I just, like it. He doesn't no, get on the field. Come on. I like it, Joku, man. He, <laughs> he doesn't play. get on the field on he his does... own team. He's a first round pick that can't get on the field. It's true. He doesn't play Austin a lot. Hooper? He's, a, he's a name. They signed Austin Hooper because they didn't like David and Joku. Yeah, they wouldn't sign. Joku's yeah, a first, freak. First round picks should produce. Okay, right. but tight end's a little bit different. Like, they don't gears. But at the first. At, uh, With the Lions? His first two years, awful. Awful. Keep going. Jermaine Gresham, who I thought was, I mean, Bagels. could not be touched. Jermaine Gresham, yeah. Jermaine Gresham, Fuck. he played with Sam Bradford at Oklahoma. He was 6'5", 260, blocked, could catch in the red zone, elevated, everything. He was the best tight end prospect I hurt. remember ever seeing. Always hurt, couldn't really do much. When you look at his stats, he was so-so. But you know the number two tight end in that draft? Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. I think that was a better move. Second pick, Do we need second to, round pick. If we want to go further back, Brandon Pettigrew, Oklahoma State yeah. to the Lions. Terrible. That didn't work. Dustin Keller to the Jets. Terrible. No good. Greg Olson, fantastic. Fantastic pick. He is really the outlier. Vernon Davis at number six. That's a great pick. I mean, that's a great pick. No, that's a really bad pick. Terrible. That's a horrendous you know, pick. Like, Vernon One Davis good was awesome. season, dude. Wasn't he like Vernon Davis was bad. 10? He was bad? Number six overall. Yeah. It was a long career. Because he was he's physically extremely gifted. Uh, also in the first round, Mercedes Lewis again, good player. long career, but never really good. Never worth a first round pick. He just flat out isn't. They would all Miller. be good as like third rounders. Kellen oh, Winslow good. Jr. Solid. I mean, These guys are all solid players. Man. They're all like was... not bad. If I listed to you the second round tight ends, you'd be like, oh, these guys are tremendous. I mean, most of these guys you're, right, you're what do you got? are let's, not right, like bust. They just they just didn't put up like tight ends don't put up numbers. huge numbers. You know what I mean? Like, no, but you should if you're picked in the top ten at your position, you should be in the top ten at your position. Was Ebron the if you're top picked ten in the, pick? Was he? I thought he was like fifteen. He was number ten overall. He is not a top ten tight end. Oh, oh. Ebron. Ebron. Oh, Eric oh, Ebron. Oh, are definitely. you kidding? Not even close. Yeah. Is not a good investment. Those guys have a bust rate that makes them look like quarterbacks. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. But Kyle Pitts is a tremendous athlete. He's got fantastic ball skills. I don't foresee him being a bust. But when I look at that track record and I'm like, Jermaine Gresham and David Njoku and TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and all these guys who have so much talent, I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't see the value in buying into that position in the top. I 10. get it. I, I hear what you're saying, but I think tight ends about more than numbers. Um, Kyle Pitts is a little bit different because he's such a stretch tight end. You can move him around. You could play him off the ball. You can put him out wide. He's 
he's such a versatile weapon. I'm not sure he even is a tight end, to be honest. Uh, what's he, 6'5", 240, something like that? He's, he's, you know, he's a big boy, he's lean. He's not, like, built like some of those guys you named. And I, I don't know, man. I just think, like, tight end, you need to be able to block, too. Uh, and that's why a lot of these guys don't have crazy numbers. Um, but I, th- I think a few of those guys you named, it's a little unfair, to be honest. Yeah. All right. I liked it. I like the exercise. I see what you're saying. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen enough Kyle Pitts to okay. say one way or let's, the let's, other. But, yeah. Let's, who, do you, who do you like better, Kyle Pitts versus the receiver group of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. I mean, at number four, we're talking about the Falcons. Where does Kyle Pitts between the top receivers and the middle middling receivers? I feel like is such a wider gap than middling tight ends versus top tight ends. I'll just put it like this: If I'm the Falcons and I'm at number four, and I have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones on my team, I have Hayden Hurst. I'm taking Kyle Pitts, and I'm um, and I have that. uh, Who's the guy there that they brought in? His name escapes me, but he runs a lot of. uh, 21 personnel and um, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith and I'm taking Kyle Pitts and that's true. I'm I mean, they do that. have receivers there. Yeah. So if you get, I mean, they do you, Julio is older. If you give me the Patriots right now with those guys we just signed and you give me that choice, I'm going Jamar Chase. So yeah. I see what yeah. you mean. I see what you mean about yeah. fit. It's about fit. I was getting... I think that Kyle Pitts is probably going to be the highest tight end taken that i can think of i don't know who um maybe kelly what was kelly Winslow taking he was taking pretty high right yeah uh six Four, six so woof. it might be the highest tight end i, I could r- recall taking so well yeah. why who do you think atlanta's going with granny a lot of people think kyle pitts i don't think they i don't i it's it's really hard to say because with with trades it just confuses everything yeah. but the way that i'm looking at this is there's there's kind of a, there's an absence of elite defensive prospects and i think what that is doing is is it's making people think that the quarterbacks everybody usually gravitates towards quarterbacks and like oh you got to trade up for quarterbacks you got to trade up for quarterbacks well but if there's nobody on the defensive side of the ball that warrants a top 10 pick then do you really need to trade up for a quarterback do you really need to get up to so i i feel like the the falcons are really they they publicized that they were shopping their pick for a reason. It wasn't because they were overwhelmed with offers. Right, right. It was because they they were trying to field more yeah, offers. I I, so I feel like they're they're going to be stuck taking I somebody there. I agree with there. you. I think the value for a tight end at four is is not great. You know, like even with Kyle Pitts there, to take a tight end at number four overall, it's not but really yeah, he, traditionally got- a. It's not traditionally a. Um, the point in the draft where you'd be picking that position, you know, right? Quarterbacks, left tackles, freak defensive players. Um, like you expect the guy to be, I mean, top four pick. You want him to be uh, basically like a generational player. I mean, that's what that's what the goal is. And tight end, it's yes. Like, okay, so he's got to be like basically the best tight end of all time to be worth it. Or or well, no, not doesn't have to be the best pretty, like tight end top of all time. five. If you if I, I would know. say. To, that's the way that I mean that, that I makes pretty sense. Look at it. Just, if you're, I don't know. I feel like like he's got to be Gronk. He's got to be Kelsey. He's got to be as good as them. Yes, exactly. Top five in the league. There's and more I know pressure that, because it's a tight positions. end. 
But so the Bengals, if the okay. uh, if Jamar Chase gets the number five, the Bengals are going to take him, right? Like that's like a no brainer. I I feel like if I mean I I only watched the Bengals a couple times last year, but Joe Burrow was I mean just overwhelmed with pressure. Yeah. If if they don't find a way to protect him, that just seems like the the right dumbest, now is the is where the Bengals go at five. I think most people think that Kyle Pitts is going at four to the Falcons unless the Falcons trade out of that pick. The Bengals have this, um, I think half of their fan base wants them to take Jamar Chase, and the other half wants them to take Penny Sewell, who's kind of a generational tackle, um, just crazy athlete, very, very young, which I think he's 20, which you don't see a lot um, in the NFL. He's 20, and he opted out in so 2020. So the only... Right. The only tape on him is from when he was 19 years old and he won the trophy for the best lineman in the yeah. land. Outland Trophy. Absolute animal. At 19. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed not to protect your, your quarterback. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense, especially especially since they have a couple weapons there, you know, already for quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. They did lose Giovanni Bernard, but, I mean, they still have Boyd. And um, is Green still on the roster there? Who's Green? Oh, no. AJ went to Arizona. But they have – I thought T. T. Higgins played great yeah, from, as, uh, a friend, as a rookie. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they have weapons still. It's not like – I know. It's just the fact that he's from LSU. He's Joe Burrow's boy probably that he's like, you got to get him. And you're in a situation to get him. I know. I, I mean, I always go line. You need a lineman. You always a joke. Always I would go line. Totally take Sewell. Yeah. I, I compare Jamar Chase to some combination of Odell Beckham and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he looks like Juju, but he, he's he he's got more explosiveness than Juju does. I like Jamar Chase a and lot. He, he moves like him after the catch. He's great. Another guy that didn't play in 2020. That's one of the wrinkles in this draft that I feel like doesn't come up yeah, it's nearly guys enough. guys that didn't play. It's like just guys that didn't play. So are they better? Are they worse? Like, did they lose development over that time by not being around coaches like or Trey anybody Lance, else? What's the whole thing? He only played a game? He only played a game, but that's because the season got canceled. Okay. And whether or not that's important, I'm not sure. Like, if I was Jamar Chase, opting out is the right move. Joe Burrow leaves, right. Edwards Alaire, Justin Jefferson, everybody's gone. It's like, what? Well, and everyone saw him in the big show. In the big like, show. that's your last memory of him. Perfect. Yeah, he lit up AJ Terrell in the championship game, and then it's like, why would I go play more with a rookie, with a freshman quarterback like that? He just hurt his just. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that one makes total sense. Trey Lance did play just the one game that he was able to. Uh, I went back and watched some of him playing, and it's just like he builds to speed. He's not a twitchy athlete. He's got a big arm, but he's not an accurate arm, and he. Oh He's one of those guys that throws a thousand miles an hour all the time. We're talking about Trey, Trey Lance? Lance, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 there's not a lot of tape. It, that's the thing well, he, that scares he, me. He, did you watch the games? He's got. I mean, he played before last season, right? He won the national championship. I mean, people who are like, "There's no tape on him." It's like he won a national championship. Granted, it was D one double. Yeah, but he's only got 17 games. He's only played 17. What he started 17 games. 17 is pretty at good. The, at the it's more than Trubisky. Division two, Division two level. Yeah. So it's Trubisky. like it's more than Trubisky. There might be tape, but it's it's not that hard. It's not that easy to get the tape because it's it's 
it's not like nationally broadcast games. You know what I mean? Bringing North Dakota so, State. Yeah, they're a powerhouse. But he does. They are the powerhouse I mean, of Division One AA. Really? They've won like really? like five out of six national championships. That's where Carson Wentz went. Yeah, it's um, I, I just worry about his decision making more than anything. I mean, like his, his ability to process with with actual NFL talent. Like we haven't seen. He hasn't faced anything close to that. So I think it's going to take a while. I don't think Trey Lance is the type of player you could put in from day one. I think he needs at least a year to sit there behind someone and kind of learn the offense. I think with the situation Denver has, that makes a lot of sense to me, where you can put him behind Drew Locke, and, if hey, if he sucks, you could put in Trey Lance. But um, that's the kind of semi-stable environment I could see him taking over with. I don't think... And honestly, he could he couldn't hear if we wanted to go Cam Newton for a full year. But I, God, I would hate that, you know. Yeah, he's uh, Trey Lance is a very interesting prospect. A guy that's it's like where did he develop from his sophomore season when he's twenty years old until right now? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that North Dakota State's a, it's a fine program. They do really well. One of the interest one of the things that sets trey lance apart from the other quarterback prospects is that he's taken snaps under center like none of them have that's crazy isn't that crazy where you yeah you watch him and it's it it could be the rams offense for all you're watching however i was watching the 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 game they did win the national championship in uh two years ago and he carried the ball like 25 times almost entirely shotgun like running back leads where he just kept the ball and he threw it maybe 14 times and yes it was january and it was crappy weather but i was like hmm they don't really trust him to throw the ball Mm. right here Mm -hmm. so uh i don't know what to think i i think you're absolutely right ryan that that he will need time to adjust and in that jordan love type of deal where (laughs) jordan love's still sitting in green bay but yeah, I think he needs a redshirt year. Right? He needs like, a redshirt year. So, but yeah. but he does have all the talent. He's got all the tools. It's just, do you have the patience? Usually, if you're selecting a quarterback that high, you kind of want him to to get in there sooner rather than later. Um, the Patriots are in that kind of, I guess, good position where we have Newton and Stidham. I think that's a shitty position, but I, you know, if they think they're NFL players then um you, you i guess you could afford to redshirt him um i think that the broncos make more sense to me for him I think yeah. that makes i think that's a perfect thing for the broncos but we'll see yeah one th- one thing i just want to point out on trey lance because he's been linked to the falcons a lot for this exact reason that matt ryan could play and trey lance could be sitting on the bench and then they're like oh you keep matt ryan for one year and then you move on matt ryan would have the biggest dead cap hit of all time if they cut him mm-hmm. before next season Right. right. If they cut yeah, him before I, the I think, 2022, I'm like, who is doing that? Who is going to take a forty yeah, million dollar dead cap? Right. Yeah, for no reason. Uh, for no reason. And not not just not just those two teams, but even the Vikings. You look at the Vikings, and I could see them taking Trey Lance at 14. Um, Kirk Cousins hit next year is not this year, but the following year is fucking massive. And I think the dead cap's not not too bad, not horrible. Um, where you would be perhaps ready to move on from Kirk Cousins, a, you know, perfectly legitimate NFL quarterback. But um, if you wanted to, to save some money, 
That would make a lot of sense to me, too. Trey Lance is from Minnesota, by the way. Oh, wow. Would you look at that? Yep. Uh, Didn't even know. I I just want to get your guys. I want to talk about the Patriots, but just before we do, I just want to get your guys' opinion on Devontae Smith. I know he is a, uh, you know, he's a polarizing prospect because he is, you know, he he went for like 1,800 yards last season in a potentially shortened year against the best possible competition. He weighed in. I don't know why he he refused to get weighed in previously, and then you guys were just texting me that he weighed in at 166 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did he change his mind about getting weighed? About getting weighed, yeah. Up 10 pounds. I don't know. I don't know why he changed his mind. I, if I were him, I wouldn't have wanted to be weighed. Yeah. Period. Period. You know, before the draft, um, you've put enough on tape to to legitimize your spot of where you're being taken in the top. I would say at least the worst 15. I don't think he's going any later than, to be honest with you, 12. Um, I would say don't get weighed. But, you know, I don't know who's advising him. Yeah. He's had one of the best years for a receiver that I can remember. Um, 166 pounds for me. The Patriots, have, I don't think they've ever taken a receiver less than 180. Um, I think the the lightest one they've ever taken was uh, Jesus. Is it Taylor Price or not with someone else? Taylor Price right. is about 190. Amendola yeah. was pretty small. Deion Branch yeah, is about 185. Amendola was like 175. Okay, so I, I I think I heard that the, lo- the lightest receiver we've ever taken is like 185 or something like that. This guy is 20 pounds lighter than that. Um, big playability, great hands. He's got a lot of Marvin Harrison when I watch him to his game where he could just beat you deep. He's got great hands. Um Kind of came not out of nowhere. He wasn't a high high recruit, a highly touted recruit coming out. Um, but I mean, what can the the kid seems to have it? He seems to get it. He's got a good feel for the game, and he he gets open. He there's no doubt about that. He gets open against the best competition. I guess at the the next level, the one thing I would be majorly concerned about is taking big hits, because at 166 pounds, you take a big hit. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. You're you broken. Know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a fan. I know everyone, you know, the size of these guys, everyone gets all bent out of shape. But, you know, as long as you keep them out, you can, if you're afraid of them taking the big hits and getting crushed or, you know, not being able to hold up with the size, you can just put them on more outside routes where he's not going to be going over the middle, protect him for a year or two. And I, it's easy to bulk up. Like, I, you know, I don't know. He's that's, not. That's bulk. a big... He's not bulking. I don't yeah. know, dude. He can easily gain 10 or 15 pounds over two years. But he's going to lose what makes him great, which is that know. separation explosion. I don't know. I don't man. think he's that fast either. He's I think not he's that fast. Smart. That's why he never ran. Right. He never tested. He's not run that either. fast. He's just smart, and, and, he's and he accelerates run. quick. He's he runs run great routes. routes. He runs great routes. He's that's a the tremendous thing, feel. That's the thing. Like that's That was almost more important to me than speed. You know how to, you know, exactly where to make your cuts and stuff. Like, that. that's what the Patriots offense, that precision has made guys so successful here. So, I like them. I like them. You got to stay on the field. And I think when I really started watching college football at the end of last season, he was taking, he was losing time 
in those games, the biggest games, because he was taking big hits. Granted, it was after he had scored multiple touchdowns in the game. <laughs> yeah, he's but he would take a hit, numbers. and he would, he would get bounced out of the game. And just, Maybe. you look at guys that are, you know, when I look at Devontae Smith, I remember this old Sports Illustrated article I read about Alfonso Soriano. Do you guys remember him, the baseball player? Yeah, yep. yeah of course. And they were like, how is this dude who is built like a broomstick, how is he hitting 40 homers? And they're like long levers. He's got these really long arms, long thigh, like uh, femurs in his thigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at Devontae Smith, and that's what I see. He's got these, he's got alien arms. I mean, he is built like he has long arms, extremely long arms. He's got really long legs. He moves so smoothly. He is. He has a phenomenal feel. By the way, uh, his claim, well, his first claim to fame, do you remember Tua replaced Jalen Hurts in the college football national championship a few years ago? Mm-hmm. And in the in the, um, overtime, he throws a dart touchdown to the back left corner of the end zone. You know who caught that? It was Devontae. It was Devontae Smith. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that caught that. So it's like, yeah, maybe he wasn't the most highly recruited, but he's been doing this for years. He's been doing this for years. He's been dominating people. But it's the same thing. 166 pounds. There's not that many guys like that. Ted Ginn, yeah. 165. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Jackson, excuse me. one 165. Who He misses a lot of time. A lot of yeah. time. Wasn't uh, Hollywood was around there, like 170 maybe? Exactly. Marquise, Marquise Brown. Right around 165, but he he went in the teens, and that's where I expect Devontae. Yeah, to go. I can see I can see him going in the teens. I think he's, um, you know, maybe if some maybe someone might reach on him, but the feel for the game that's something you can't teach. So totally, he's got it. I, I would you know? say that that picking a guy that high that you that you don't want to run over the middle, that's a large area of the field to have yeah, to avoid. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. You know, right. so that's that's kind of limiting. You know, and um, if you don't if you don't want the guy to get hit, then um, I mean that's to me that would scare me a little bit. You know, if I'm an NFL team. Yeah, Marvin Harrison weighed in at 175 to 180. He was he was a slender guy, and he used to just lay down on the turf, <laughs> just straight yeah. up <laughs> lay down after he caught it. Okay, Patriots sit here at the 15th pick. We've got multiple other picks behind it. Plenty of ammunition to move up if they need to. I was looking at some of the odds for what positions we'll take, and I don't have them in front of me, which would have been useful. But it stuck stuck out to me that sixteen to one odds that the Patriots take a defensive lineman. Belichick has taken defensive linemen all the time in the first round. It just makes too much sense to me. I feel like that's where they're going, even that's though there's line. not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of them, but I feel like if we stand pat, it'll be a D lineman. Or if Micah Parsons drops there, I think they'd go for him. I don't think they will because he's been questioned for work ethic. Really? Yeah. Micah Parsons is not probably going to drop to 15, I I would say. Um, I'd be shocked if he were. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles maybe change their draft philosophy for once and take a position they actually need. Michael <laughs> Parsons makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have him going to Denver, too. For me, if a, let's say a quarterback's not there, and we're at 15, Michael Parsons is gone, I think there's no doubt we take Christian Barrymore from Alabama. Um, run stuffer, which we've been lacking, 
we've been trying to get this run stuffer in for years now with what Bo Allen and and all these guys that we've we've missed on Malcolm uh, Brown really never panned out. This kid from Alabama, he's the one knock on him is he seemed to take you know some games off against lesser competition. Um, but he played his best in big games, faced a lot of double teams, very versatile, can play the one, three, five technique, uh, great get off, super strong hands. You see him push the pile all the time. Um, I would be all in at 15 on, on him. I know we got Godshaw from, um, Miami, but that's kind of, if we don't go quarterback, I'd love us to go in that direction. Yeah. Also should point yeah. out on him. He's six, five, three, 10, 35 plus inch arms. He's a big yeah. dude, very powerful, strong athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him for years on Alabama's line. He's uh he's an absolute beast. I'd love to see them. I, you guys know me. I love, love linemen, D linemen, bring them in. Uh, I'd love, yeah, I think they're going to go front seven. I mean, I, Ryan, you said earlier about DN that, um, you know, we've got some guys there, which we do. Um, so, but I still think it's somewhere in the front seven. I can see it maybe not DDN, but definitely interior line, D line, interior linebacker. I really hope right. they don't go secondary. Um, they could always go off. I don't want to see anyone outside of the front seven quarterback or maybe receiver. That's it. For, for me, it's, it's Bearmore if Parsons isn't there. Parsons, Bearmore. Uh, this, I'm just going to rank the four guys I want that are not quarterback. I wrote Bear, uh, Parsons, Bearmore, Jamin Davis, um, linebacker from Kentucky. We could talk more about him if you want. And Aleem McNeil, um, NC State, 20 years old, freak athlete, super explosive, uh, more of a more of a nose tackle, six two three twenty. Can freak, dude. I'd love to. I'd love to get him in here. I just don't know if it's an overdraft at 15, and it probably is. <laughs> I just cut out there for a second. Did, were you just talking about the kid from Kentucky? I didn't get into. I didn't get into Jamin Davis, but I, I really. Want you guys to watch some tape on him. His uh, his tape against Tennessee is ridiculous. That's great. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, Ryan, Aleem, look into it. Ryan was talking about Aleem McNeil. I mean, he's. I don't, I don't know a lot about him, but they don't have him. They haven't projected it like you know second, third round. Yeah. So. Uh, I might could maybe get him later. I could see them picking somebody that might be like late first round. But I don't think that they would sit at 15 and take somebody that's rated second, third round. So maybe they move back. That's one of the things they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think that they have a track record for taking linemen, particularly defensive linemen. I could see yeah. them taking an O-lineman. But when I, I look at a lot of people's draft rankings, and I haven't gotten too deep into my own scouting for tackles, but they there's like 10 tackles offensive tackles in the first 40 on a lot of people's big boards. Yeah, there's a lot. It just seems remarkably deep. There's not a lot of deep tackles. There's like none, which makes me think that they would want to get that player. And especially somebody like Barmore that, that fits all the boxes that they want to check. He should be there at 15 too. Yeah. Which is the other thing that I don't want to see the Patriots do is take someone like they did last year with Duggar, where by all accounts, by all draft experts' opinions, he wasn't going to be taken anytime soon. And, and the same thing, we, we did the same thing with Rohrwasser, the kicker. 
That was a joke. Um, and we, we kind of do that every year where they fall in love with a guy and they take him. So just to make sure no one else gets him. But guess what, guys? No one else is looking at that guy, you know? <laughs> so I don't think they're going to do that with top 15. I mean, last year they had mid-20s, so hopefully they don't do that again. I hate that. Teams you know, do that's, that. I mean, Bill, you know, I'd love to see front seven too just because that's what Bill drafts well. That's his wheelhouse. That an offensive lineman. He's good at later round running backs. I mean, he's got got some stuff he's good at. And one of the, you know, there's been countless guys he's hit on first rounders in the front seven. So do you know how many? Do you know how what? many times they've selected at fifteen or above in Belichick's tenure? Once. Three times. Once. Three, three times. times? Richard. Richard Seymour. Oh, Richard Seymour. Ty. It was a Ty Warren. In there? Yep. Ty Warren. Yeah, and then and Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Mayo had ten. Mayo. Okay. So trade back for that players. one too. Um, back to uh, you guys want to talk about Jamin Davis for a minute? Yes, definitely. Okay, so Kentucky player, six four, two thirty five, lean build, strong, just crazy athlete. Um, I watched him against Tennessee, and his coverage skills for a linebacker are ridiculous. But then you watch him in in the open field, and he's a great tackler. He's probably the best tackler in this entire draft. Um, he had like a 70-something yard uh, pick against them, brought it back for a touchdown. Checks all the boxes physically, I think, for you know a versatile linebacker that can move around, play kind of all those edge rusher, or you could put him in coverage, which I don't think we have a lot of. You know, as far as coverage, we have guys that can rush on the outside. We don't really have a coverage linebacker. Big coverage guy, absolutely. Yeah, so... What did I say? 6'4", about 235. Uh, I think seven of the ten games he played, he had double-digit tackles. Yeah. Um, had scholarships to a lot of other schools and, and chose Kentucky. Um, it's a guy that's been rising on a lot of draft boards, and I think it's an interesting pick. I think he could be top 20 pick. He's, yeah, a, li- I mean, he's a little bit small for what Belichick typically likes for yeah. an off-ball linebacker. Shoots for right. 250 and above. Typically, but we do have some other bigger guys that can that can you know free him up to play in that role. We uh, how big? Uh, I think Judon's a pretty big guy, right? Um, Judon's like two seventy. Yeah, um, big old Hightower's boy. a big guy. He's going to be back. Jennings is not small. Um, He's like two sixty two. Yeah, I mean, Uche, Uche is small. They have uh, uh, Davis is ranked on at least for ESPN. Uh, like he's ranked twenty six, and Barrymore's ranked thirty two. So. I could see him taking all, but like Granny said, uh, I mean he's six four, so he's long. He just hasn't added a lot of weight yet. So maybe they could go for a guy like them. Him, they usually Bill likes those linebackers, those big Brandon Spikes, two fifty, two sixty guys. Um, in some, for some reason, he elects to go for the bigger safeties instead of the smaller linebackers. I don't know why that, we mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, you always just, do that. You just made me think of that when you when you mentioned. Uh, Uche and Duggar as guys mm-hmm. that are big for their oh, well I guess Uche is not but that instead of going with a lighter linebacker with coverage skills they like to go for a heavier safety with tackling skills does That's that make what they sense always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, like I mean, instead of a lighter defensive end who could drop into coverage it's a heavier linebacker that could set the edge or right. rush the passer. Right. Like it's just their they, philosophy. They like to bulk up and move down instead of do lighten think, up and move back. But if he's six four, this dude's got some room to gain some weight. Yeah, two thirty five is not small either. It's not no, like we're I talking mean, about like big, but like 
he yeah. could get up he could get 240 250 pretty easily he sounds like darius leonard when you when you phrase him like this yeah i, I think he's awesome i think he's that kind of player i think he's that kind of mold of player and and by the way this is the way kind of i think that Belichick is going to have to evolve as the league evolves because the the league is changing to the point now where you're going to have got you know you're going to have you're going to need three down players that can play in coverage you know and not just coverage or you know these tweener safeties we're seeing now I think it makes a lot of sense to to kind of head in that direction. Mm-hmm. So we're both we're it seems like we're all thinking quarterback, wide receiver, defense. Yeah, I mean that's all you can. Really I think front the seven. offensive line. I think they could take an offensive line. They could always take front offensive line. They Because Isaiah Wynn, Trent He Bur- could have the most offensive line depth in the league, and Bill might still <laughs> take an offensive line. Dude, I, 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 that does kind of make he me always nervous. I, I think if Derrissaw is there at 15, that, that's, that could yeah, be that a, a potential I mean, thing, you know? I, I think, they, yeah. I mean, it's always a potential offensive line. I mean, maybe receiver, but I doubt it because they always blow that. And then it's front seven, you know, inside linebacker, inside deep tackle, nose tackle, whatever you want to call it. But are we pretty much on the same page that it doesn't matter which quarterback we get in the first round, but any of the top five, obviously not Zach Wilson or um, uh, just, and what's his name, Lawrence, but between Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones. I mean, I'd pretty, I could, I'd take any of them at this point. I mean, I, I, I would love Fields. Uh, out of the three, I think, I mean, if Fields is there, Jesus Christ, we have fucking hit the lottery. You know, if if Justin Fields is there, to me that's the no brainer. Um, would you take any of them? Say there's only one, and you don't get to choose. Yeah, yeah, I would. Granny, you on the same page there, Sean? Yeah, I think if the where I'm at with my Patriots fandom, if they take anybody, I'm gonna talk myself into it. Well, who don't you want? That means you don't want somebody. Uh, I think Fields worries me the most. Oh wow, there you go. Because of his mechanics. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance is the most unproven, but I feel like if you get the Patriots to back that up, Daniels to be like, "Yep, this guy looks great," then I would believe it. Mm-hmm. I see. With the mechanics thing, I think Fields makes up for that because I think he's the best athletic quarterback in the draft. Undoubtedly, he's the best oh, yeah. athlete. He's the best athlete of all five. And honestly, if you moved, if you didn't go quarterback. There's a couple guys later on that I wouldn't be, dis- let's say, disappointed with. I think Davis Mills uh, from Stanford is someone maybe later on you could get that has the pedigree to potentially turn into a good quarterback. Um, Stanford, there's not a lot of other guys. Yeah, there's not a lot of other guys I would love. I, I, Kellen Mond scares me. Um, you look at his completion percentages, it's, it's atrocious. But he does have some good physical tools. Um, Kyle Trask, I, I don't know. I just can't stand Kyle Trask. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's. If I'll tell you what, if any of those quarterbacks are there, I'm taking them and, and I'm seeing what I got. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at as well. I think Justin Fields at 15 is tremendous value. Yeah, a guy that that really probably could go top five one of the things i was thinking about is if you compare i I heard somebody talking about this when you compare mac jones they're like mac jones at three how could you do that and it's like daniel jones went six Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there there's a bunch of these players that get taken super high 
and you're like, oh, how could you take Matt? And and the only reason is because you're comparing him against other players in this draft. Right. That's exactly. That's the only reason that it, it seems outlandish. But I think regardless of draft, somebody with with Justin Fields' physical tools, his track record of success at the highest level, uh, pedigree. Somebody like yeah, yeah. Somebody like that at 15 is fantastic i mean think think about who who's gone at 15 before like uh what was that, that kid from florida state who was just horrendous for the bills ej manual ej oh manual yeah yeah exactly that's where what you're drafting in the middle of the first round of quarterback yeah. if you get justin fields there that's fantastic well, some of the some of the guys we've seen ponder um ackenberg what was the what was the other Ackenberg's, kid they had Gabbert. Gabbert. Ackenberg was what was the other kid Kid from Hawaii that they had, Lossman, J- JP Lossman. Oh, oh my god! god yeah. You know, and, from and, Tulane. And some of the the guys that pan out are like third, fourth round picks. You know, you never really know. So to no. knock someone on, I mean, I, I gave the Patriots all kind of shit for taking Duggar last year, and he was fantastic. You know, it's, you know, is the thing I I don't like though is taking a guy that wouldn't have been taken and you and you could get him around later. That's the thing that that I think is what you don't want to do, you know. It does help you when those guys are good, because they said that about Logan Ryan. Logan they said Logan. it about Deron Harmon. It was like, oh, you could have got these guys a year later, and it's like Logan Ryan Devin was a McCourty. fantastic pro. I mean, all all the Rutgers exactly. Played. Logan Logan Mankins was the best one. He was Logan no Mankins one knew exactly who he was or why he was there, and he ended up being ten year vet all pro. You know, even Richard Seymour. People are like, "What are you doing, taking Richard Seymour?" Yeah, I yeah. just want him to hit. You got They just got to hit. You got a franchise. At least he went to Georgia, though. Those other guys you named went to Rutgers. So it's like, who the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Belichick likes the red and white. We'll we'll wind up with an Alabama player potentially at a defensive lineman. Yeah, I I would not be disappointed with that. I'd be okay with yeah. that. You know it. Okay. Is there anything else we want to cover? Oh, the uh, numbers. Oh, the numbers. Yeah, there were some. So uh, the NFL decided to relax rules for the first time in their history uh, and allow players to wear a broader range of numbers depending on their uniforms. So skill positions on offense can wear 1 to 49 and 80 to 89, where previously it was 20 and up Mm -hmm. uh, without 50 to 79. And defensively, looks like defensive backs get 1 to 49 and linebackers get 1 to 49 and additionally 9 to 99. So we can get a lot of fun numbers, single digits that get used at positions that otherwise would have been restricted to kickers and quarterbacks. Tom Brady for one, not a fan. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this. Tom uh, Brady thinks it's dumb and it's going to make it really hard to identify who to block defensively. It makes sense. I understand what he's talking about because that's how you you know, distinguish our safeties in the box versus a linebacker or right. whatever. I mean, that definitely meant now it's like, what are you going to, you have to actually know, okay, number two is a linebacker. Makes it tough. When versus, oh, you see 52, you know that's a linebacker. So I don't really understand why they did it. I mean, the players, uh, because of They did it because of the amount of uh, players teams are holding now, which is a lot higher because of, uh, I think, COVID protocols and, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know, but still, they always, I mean, the Patriots, when they would have too many people, they just give you two numbers to the guys who aren't going to make the team, and then they all get cut, and you boil it down to 56, and you're, boom, you're golden. It doesn't matter. But how much fun is it when it looks like college football out there 
and you got a linebacker wearing a single digit number. I think it's a little childish, personally. I, I love really it. Oh, wow. I love it. Wow. Yeah, I don't freedom. care. I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's like freedom. fucking stupid. Whatever. You want to do that? Go for it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The freedom. only thing I don't like about it, and this is the only thing because I absolutely love it, and because I've always watched, you know, college corners. I, I grew up watching, like, Charles Woodson with number two. You know, I, I fucking love that. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is in college. If you wear like, say, I'm a a wide receiver, I'm I'm wearing number two. The the corner on my on my same team can have the same fucking number as me. They're number two, but you know we can't be on the field at the same time. Um, that's so, only in college. Yeah, that's only in college. So as long as they don't implement that, I'm happy. I think it's cool, man. That's because, yeah, it's because college has like 120 players on a team. It's tremendous. The only thing that I wish that they did differently is I want defensive tackles to be wearing single-digit numbers. I, hate, I, I, see, I draw the line. A big, with fat the, D tackle wearing number one. I draw the line with the big uglies, man. The big uglies stay <laughs> yeah, in the 50s and 70s. I mean, it really doesn't do much for me. I, I, I get Brady saying, like, I like seeing that. Oh, okay, that, who's 52? Well, that's a linebacker. Okay. Like, I know that. And then you go look them up. But now it's like, oh, who's number two? What are they putting on, like, a... They putting a, a safety on the D line. Like, what the hell's going on there? I don't know. Well, sa- yeah. are safeties allowed to wear? Yeah, one to forty nine. The- yep. See, that's a little. Yeah, that, that is a little confusing. I I would like to, if they kept it to like corner and receiver safety. When you start to, especially with today's safety that plays linebacker like half the time. Yeah, you right. know, I could see where it could get a little confusing from that aspect. Question: What is the best single digit number? I like two. I like number eight. I like six. Yeah. <laughs> even numbers yeah. straight across the I board. Like two. You heard it here first. I'm all folks. about the even numbers. Don't buy into that John Elway number seven nonsense. Yeah. All right. I think I think we covered it. I mean, we didn't talk very much about offensive linemen, but Panay Sewell, uh, most people think is generational talent. Yep. And. And then there's just going to be a lot of quarterbacks. And I think these quarterbacks just keep getting pushed up because there is a lack of talent at entrenched positions, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker. Mm -hmm. And there aren't those same elite cornerbacks, elite, elite, like top 10 cornerbacks. But I do think Patrick Sertan's going to go about nine to 11, Mm -hmm. 10. Oh, he's, he's a lock. If the, if he gets to the Cowboys, if they pass on, on Sertan, they're absolute morons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> last last thing. Do you guys feel that like all of these people seem like they're sons of people we used to watch, like Patrick Sertan Jr., J.C. Horn? Yeah. Yeah. Sante Samuel Jr. J.C. Horn is Joe Horn's son. Oh wow. Like. Oh, I didn't know that. It, yeah. Oh, oh. Of like, oh my goodness, I'm in generation two of my NFL fandom. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> dude, I'm I'm older than. Well, I'm not older than Brady, but I'm old. I feel like the older I get, man, these kids, there's just no one my age in the NFL anymore, you know. And I, I used to be like, I don't know, man. I'm getting yeah. old. I'm definitely getting old. It's Edelman. It's Edelman retiring. I know. You're like no one's got a beard like me anymore yeah, in the NFL. Exactly. No one's got braces. <laughs> Terrell Davis did. He did have braces as a Super Bowl MVP, Who? and it was fantastic. Terrell Davis. Oh yeah. TD. Yeah. Yep. My breaks. <laughs> Concussions. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. 
we are looking forward to the draft next week. Potential. Potential we get back here to do some more really in-depth, like second, third round deep dives into draft uh, prospects. But in the meantime, enjoy the offseason. Look forward to the Patriots pick at 15 and then 46. And who knows? We could wind up with a different quarterback at the end of next week. Nice.